Welcome to Musings Over Coffee with your hosts Arya Mala and Alexander Jenkins. So today we have with us Jude Lawrence. And just for a little bit of context, I think I've only known you for like, like two weeks? Yeah, around two weeks. And part of the desire to do this podcast is because I'm very curious about Jude and what he brings to social spaces. And I described him earlier as like a travelator. So like <laughs> he, he speeds up transformation if it's happening or if you're stagnant, he makes things move. And I'm like, what is it about Jude that, that does that? And like, yeah. And what about for you, Alexander? Yeah, I, I'd agree. I feel like there's a particular quality of, of magic that Jude brings where it's sort of a, a deep attention and intention to allow things to, yeah, to move and to go deeper. And um, yeah, I was thinking maybe we could give an example of how we've personally experienced that recently. Um, I guess my thoughts are that we were um, in a cafe and we were talking about all the three of us were dropping into some nice conversations. And I and I have been running this um, our nestling process recently, which involves these uh, this nest with these baby birds and these adult birds, and they're all relating, and, and the nest is really um, our relationship, blah blah blah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, go to the nestling process if you want to know more about that. And um, yeah, so we're talking about the this relational dynamic that we've been working with for years now and, and recently teaching. And Jude offered this really beautiful extra imagery of the snake and the snake being the energy of the earth and sensuality and the sense of danger and the animal and its willingness to, I guess, um, act without that discernment or without that rational part it's it's a part that can be yeah the animal yeah. Um, and just to add to that like I feel like the snake it listens with its whole body like its mm. whole body is like pressed up against the earth and it's listening and it's responding from that tuning into vibration and I feel like yeah that's part maybe maybe Jude maybe we can let you speak <laughs> with this really long intro part of what you bring is a, a listening mm. Um, <laughs> I'll keep listening and then and we'll see. We'll yeah. I'm sure I can speak it. Cool. Yeah. So going back to the um, cafe, and yeah, Jude offered this snake imagery um, that I guess it transformed the whole process for us in tuning into how we weren't, how the maybe the the nestling process had become very heart centered and consciousness centered in terms of we're holding space and we're very being very present and great in the, in the sum of our parts in holding the energy of, of the, these baby birds that can be upset and can be angry and can be whatever energies. And then the snake is kind of something that is about the earth and the, the yeah, the dark and everything we've shared already that was maybe feeling dangerous to be in our nest. Yeah, I think something you said, Jude, was like, how much, if any, safety are you willing to sacrifice in order to make room for more freedom? Mm. And that's been, it's been super potent for me because I feel like in my work and my personal life, safety is such a strong 
healer. Mm. And like maybe has become, I don't know, I wouldn't, maybe dogmatic to an extent mm. where I'm just like, no, this is what's needed. But just to allow that little bit of dark magic energy feels like something my body and being has been missing. Mm. Yeah. And perhaps it was the conversation and that moment of the offering of the snake energy to come in that is something we're trying to point to and like this is the magic that Jude brings and and or just one example of that it's the yeah the capacity to drop something in or offer something that yeah makes a huge yeah, transformative difference mm. in what's being shared it's like an insight of some kind perhaps you can share something now. Yeah, um, I guess there's this shared path. I feel like between all of us that have been on this path of transformation or of self inquiry. I know for me, some of the pillars of that was like yoga and meditation, and just kind of the the sort of what's become the very sort of like popular spiritual teachings, and. And sort of this blend of like spirituality, but then also just kind of self-development, like where that mm. sort of shows up in the world. Uh, and all of this develops these certain capacities, but there seems like, I feel like in sort of, particularly in the last few years, sort of reaching these thresholds of like, as you develop these capacities of like, okay, how can you, like basically all the tools you use to heal, then getting to a point where you're like, fuck what else can these be used for like mm. <laughs> um this sense of like once you can cultivate safety it's like well what like what's a really grounded connected like being able to hold a safe space and being able to like bring myself back into self-regulation like mm. where do i like what do I use that like? Because in a way, that's like that's the goal. But it's like if you arrive at that place, then what next? And mm. so this story we're sort of sharing a little bit before was was um, I had the kind of invitation into uh, a sort of yet another transformative container, and the energy that I and this is in the last year, and, and the energy that I was bringing into that was this real sense of like kind of this question of like what are you wanting? Like why are you here? And this real sense of like well I'm here in with the hope to be met with something else like that, that like there's a, there's just a boredom with the world's it is. Mm. And I, and, and for me, I actually feel like boredom is like healthy boredom or healthy, like, or a healthy expression of boredom is, I think can be really um, almost like trustworthy seed for change mm. that it's just like, you know, why are we didn't like, I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not trying to like, but I'm actually just, yeah, I just want something more. I want more life. Like I want yeah. more, like I want more from the people that I'm with. I want more from myself. I want more like, um, yeah. yeah. And that being perhaps a plateau in the cultivation of safety or self-work or mm. spirituality. When you get to a point where you're like, hey, things are good. And it's like, yeah, but are they still like, it's still Magic. vibrant. Yeah. And it's still like. And are you finding your edges or or are you just sort of self-congratulating on yourself of mm. like, you know, cool, I did another day where, you know, everybody else was fucked except me. It's like, mm. well, <laughs> good, but, you know, try something. Like, how do you find your edges then? So mm. that, um, yeah, that, that's perhaps what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like that's kind of where I was, like a plateau, like a comfortable plateau where I'm like, mm. yeah, like I've done lots of growth and transformation and now I'm just like sitting here mm. at this level. Mm. And, and like, holding space for others and, and that being a worthy either place to rest or place to land on and that being also perhaps depending on what our trauma history is, that might be it. Like I think for like it's like you may get there and it's like, like stabilized and just like that's yeah um and i feel like there's been times for this sort of energy in me that keeps sort of wanting to go deeper or whatever there's been times when i think that's been too much and i've been in connection with people and they've been like like that's not for me and and i sort of realize in hindsight like yeah i was coming from a different place and they perhaps had more experiences where like for them just getting to a steady place that was like any more was too much and so my like, cool, we've sort of found a plat. Let's leap off the edge of this one yeah. is like, they didn't want it. Like, they didn't come with me and maybe I yeah. should It's not for everyone though, right? It's yeah. kind of like the yeah. transformative spaces we have been discussing earlier today yeah. as well. It's like, it's not for everyone. And yeah, it's, it, there's a an unknown aspect to it and a, yeah. and a deep dive aspect to it and an initiation aspect to it that is kind of like a lightning bolt to the head or whatever. Yeah. That you're not going to go into that space if you if you've just reached a place of safety and, and um maybe that would be overwhelming for you yeah. if you if you weren't integrated into that safe safe space in some way or it's like in the hero's journey and you come back to the village with the gifts and you need to like hang in the village for a bit and like celebrate that and reconnect but i think the thing i forget is like there's always another hero's journey to go on like mm. it's always there's you know you can leave the village again and again and again um, and know. that's that leap off the cliff that you're talking about, right? It's like, cool, now let's go for a little dive, mm. see what's down here. So, yeah. I feel your curiosity, Ari, is somewhat, I think, the leading edge of this conversation. So I'd love to invite a question and open any question, but yeah, that might be a way in. Or yeah. The thing, it's not a question, yep. but like the phrase other than the travelator mm-hmm. vision is like your maybe one of your pieces and gifts is the phrase like the plot thickens mm. <laughs> what do you reckon does that fit i love that idea i love the thought you know and then enter stage left jude lawrence with the and the plot thickens like yeah. fuck yeah because it's like that what you were speaking about before you entered that transformational space of like oh yeah it's like regular life and it's going along and there's this, maybe a sense of ease or boredom and then something. So a dude appears. <laughs> so I feel like a big part of this conversation so far has been Alexander and I reflecting on some of the qualities or things that get awakened in mm. the presence of Jude. And something I said offline to Jude earlier was like that there's a risk of him becoming a guru figure. And, like, I really do mean that. I think there's, like, a mixture of things at play. It's, like, your look, you have a really beautiful voice, as well as all the things that you activate in people. And then I was reflecting on that, of the responsibility of that not happening, being actually a very much a two-way thing of, like, say, Alexander and I not pedestaling you so much that you become unreachable as a vulnerable human as well as like Mm. all these amazing qualities and then a responsibility on your side 
um, if people are projecting that, I don't know, guru mm. image too mm. much. Mm. Do either of you have thoughts on that? Well, I was also reflecting earlier that I feel like the way that Jude um, approaches what he's doing isn't, it doesn't smell of guru to me <laughs> it's because it's very relational <laughs> um it's not like i've ever seen jude or can imagine jude standing up on a table in amongst a, a group of people and kind of doing a speech to rile people up even though i think he probably has that capacity within him mm -hmm. it's just not something that i've seen it's not the the typical guru figure uh, activation that i've seen so even though you say that it feels like there's something about the way it's almost like as a person who is deeply curious about people mm. and then there's the extra thing that i think is maybe what we're talking about with jude is the willingness and capacity to drop into the deeper truth and to and to kind of go there with those people cool which, so let's drop into the deeper truth and go there um what i think you're talking about when you mention guru is the and certainly correct me if i'm wrong but it's this capacity to actually affect another person. And I feel like we do this in pantomime. I feel like so often we have conversations where we're like, oh my God, what a lovely thought. And wow, that's really insightful. Thank you. Yada, yada. But our actual fundamental structure as being has not changed. And we're mm. moving around being like, this is like, I know me. And particularly if we've done a bit of self-work, like I know where I am and I'm interfacing with the world. But there is this like lockbox on like who I am really. There's like a, a range of like this is what I'm willing to kind of negotiate about. And then this is like what you don't touch. Yeah. And it's rare for us to come across someone who actually gets to the core of us. Mm. And this is something that I have searched for is like beyond attraction, beyond like um interest beyond like oh wow you're into that thing and i'm into that thing or whatever i've really searched the world for people who affect me mm -hmm. affect me like in a way that i can't um necessarily choose or even kind of describe yeah. to begin with and i think maybe this is something perhaps that i've cultivated as an ability to in like to listen deeply and to actually listen not just to who someone is but also listen to where there's some openness in that real kind of armored self to be like, this might be where your curiosity lies or where you're like, where there's something that like where an idea can actually penetrate in and, and like, so yeah. And, and, soften and, or open. Or... Yeah. Soften or open or, or, or something yeah. like, but there's that quality of feeling affected. Yeah. Like, and, and perhaps somewhat like irre irreversibly affected and affected in like yeah. in a pretty kind of intimate way. And I think that essentially maybe that's this sort of guru element of that's something that I think mm. gurus do. And that can be a, that can be a um, like healthy, natural, interpersonal thing. And that can be a sort of shadow thing. I think when we use the word guru, I feel like there's a tinge of like, it's, it's not really a pretty word in the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think you, you spoke to it really well before of like it being like, oh yeah, that's me. Like the unhealthy shadow guru thing being like, yeah, that's something I have that no one else has. Sure. Yeah. Whereas would you say what you're talking about, this capacity to impact or touch 
people mm. beyond that lockbox is something that everyone can cultivate. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think everyone can cultivate. I think there's also... Um, I have... Also, the question to me comes up around agenda. Mm. It's like... Because when you feel touched by someone, there's this real sense of like, hang on, like that was foreign to my kind of inner ecosystem so like what is that foreign body doing and and it is a moment when a whole dogma could get like imprinted or a whole like Mm. you know like given that i affected change then you know when i say something you'd better fucking do it like like force can be applied in that moment it's a moment of i think yeah. real vulnerability that could create dependency yep. on that person yep. who yep. initiated yeah or yeah or just power over mm-hmm. because it is in some way it's like it's a, it's a it is exerting some power over your inner space but then it's like do you release that as sort of quickly as you can and do you support people in their no and in their like yeah I'm just feeling to bring in an example Please. of you impacting me. Sure. So um, on my birthday, I had a picnic in the park and there's lots of food, beautiful day. Um, and you came in a little later. And I think the first thing you did was you came over to me and you asked what I was feeling and you knew I had my period and I was bleeding. And you're like, what's that like for you? Like, where's that? Was that energy in your body? And I kind of like went into that and was saying how I felt very grounded and connected to a sense of belonging to the earth. My energy was dropping. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of just like embodied it in your own Mm. body. Like just like for a minute or two, just it seemed like you were like, oh, I'm going to feel what that's like in my own being. And then you offered to share a poem. And it was in response to me sharing a poem at a previous night. Um, And I feel like I can't even speak to the experience like in a way that really gives it justice. It was just, it felt like the closest experience I've had to like being in the ecstatic current or like someone being attuned to it and like being the architect of creating a deepening into a holy moment. yeah, so Jude read me, transmitted me a poem, one of one of his poems, and it was just like we just dropped into being this together. And like we were just staring into each other's eyes. I think we were holding hands and I felt that that experience that you shared of being touched, impacted. Is that the words you're using? Yeah, affected. Affected. Yeah. Affected changed by that and yeah i just wanted to share that as an example of being on the receiving end of that and also how i experienced in myself the agendalessness of it Mm. because she's like let's go into this like let's go Mm. like let's meet and our souls and our bodies and for no other reason than the meeting and the transformation that happens when two beings meet like mm. that. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, I really enjoyed hearing your 
discuss talking about that and it was like oh, i wish i had that moment with you today <laughs> 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 i could really feel that sense of like yeah those are the moments that i'm looking for as well you know right. not, not yeah. just with you but like but with life with yeah. life and yeah. and it really speaks to me again of like this sense of you said earlier boredom that mm. you've had and mm. it's like where like how can i get more of these moments and how yes. can i drop in with people and i guess a part of that is well i've got to bring it i've got to you know be bring the person yeah. to to initiate and to to be willing to go there um and i think that's like, again why maybe r and i have both kind of fallen head over heels feud in some way just because we because you bring those love moments is mutual. the love is mutual because yeah. we both want them too and you yeah. know we we do get them with each other um and there's something special about finding more people you know it's like community which is another conversation we can have but i think we also haven't been super clear that the primary lovership in this trio is between jude and alexander yes. that's a yeah. real deep love that yeah. ignited it kiwi burn yeah yeah uh, maybe we introduce that a little bit because we had met previously but my meeting of you alexander was you sauntering into this campsite at this kiwi burn festival experience and uh and just seeing your colorful self and <laughs> your heartfelt heart connected self mm. and essentially having you lay down and start sharing uh like yeah, and with the with the willingness of just kind of like with a couple of guiding questions going into this sharing around intimacy and around like heartache and around this. Yeah, you know, it was it was space. the so I I had had an experience at Kiwi Burn where I had met someone on one of the first couple of days that I felt it was all I guess to. On hindsight, I could I could say it was sort of a love at first sight. Like it, it opened my heart, and it felt like friendship, and we connected so easily. And then after that day, they were sort of treating me a little bit nonchalantly and avoidantly. And I was like, "Oh no, what have I done? Or like, what's happened?" And wanting to to find them again to to like ask some questions, like, "What's going on? Why why are you not treating me this? Why are you treating me this way?" And going going through this kind of quite painful process of being at a festival where you know really every moment is an opportunity for connection and relationship and something magical to happen but instead of being open to that being sort of caught up in this like heartache and story of like oh where's this friend that I made and like I'm alone and all these things and then yeah I dropped into the campsite with with Jude and, and a couple others and started sharing that story and I think Jude asked me this really beautiful question when I was sharing the story of um meeting this person the question was something like what did the love feel like or like just can you describe the love mm. through the connection and I started talking about this this person's eyes and and deepening into the sense of like yeah there's the in my body this feeling of of this real depth of love that I was now feeling like I'd lost and like yeah dropping into the sadness that was there and some grief and <clears throat> crying a bit and but through that and being held so beautifully by Jude and um, I think someone was playing guitar and I just had like aloe vera cream rubbed on my face from my burns and yeah I was feeling like super nurtured and held and um, through the expression and, the, and the, the questions and that holding space finding the sense of wait that love is ever present with me in my heart and that I can hold it out as a gift 
in connection with others as like, like how can I fall in this much love with everyone that I meet? Mm. And that was a really beautiful turning point for me at the festival that really changed my attitude from then on to, you know, connecting with people in general. But that's kind of our meeting point as well. Yeah. And I think from my experience, it was just feeling your open heartedness, your mm. own self inquiry that was sort of so like observable in a way of mm. just like these simple questions, but the, like feeling your receptivity of dropping in and your, and your will, like your, yeah, your, your sh- sh- openness in sharing that. And, um, and I don't know, it's like a, energetic thing just feeling this like the vibrating of your heart was just really mm. felt and that like yeah just clearly being a lot of love there and yeah yeah and 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 sort of and just appreciating this invitation that you seem to be carrying which was a willingness to be met at a deeper level mm. and for me that being this kind of like as opposed to everybody else strolling around in this space it was like wow this like here is an invitation to actually be met at a deeper level. Like yeah. yes, and it's so welcome. Yeah. Like to be met there was a, such a gift, and it's rare. I feel like it's another thing. Is at least for me in this space, it's felt rare to find someone who I've been able to drop in with so fast and so openly, and sort of maybe feel a shared sense of we both want that mm-hmm. in in the world. So I feel like something we've been sharing about is the desire to meet on really deep, transformative levels. Um, But we haven't really gone fully into like what are the skills, like the soft skills, the hard skills that allow that to happen. And we mentioned a little bit about like listening and you reflected in Alexander a willingness, like that somehow you felt a willingness in him. Do either of you feel like there are other qualities or skills that are needed to create those kinds of meetings? Um, so I feel um, very supported by different meditative practices and a real passion of mine is in bringing that into the world as much as possible. Um, a little story even just from when I was learning meditation was that I just knew my lifestyle was one where I would never have like a meditation room where I could always sit in quiet. So beginning my practice, there was this kind of like all these shoulds of like, oh, I'm going to make like, should, it should be quiet. It should be still. It should be the same time. It should be like all these things. And me just accepting like that just wasn't actually how it was going to be for me, at least not anytime soon. So bringing my meditation to just wherever I was and being like almost doing the like heavy lifting of being like, cool, I'll just meditate in cafes in on trains at the university campus where I was studying and I'll deal with the fact that people might look at me strange and I'll deal with the fact that like there might be a jackhammer in the background and I'll just have to incorporate all of that into my meditation but I feel like now more and more I'm like trying to bring these meditative qualities into conversation so yeah one skill is that I really use and I feel like you've mentioned these sort of moments of like wow this energy came through each of those times I think one thing I was doing was pausing mid-conversation when the conversation's good and you could just sort of be like cool let's stay here and like it feels good and energy's flowing and we could just like carry on in cultivating this like in being in this nice energy we've made Mm -hmm. pausing 
stopping, like taking a breath, almost forgetting everything that's been said, letting go of every thread that we've had and just sort of dissolving into what's essentially a meditative state of stillness and then slowly allowing kind of curiosity or energy to return. Mm. Um, to me, when I've done this, it's been like a, a like it just seems to pretty predictably shift a conversation and pretty predictably invite in something deeper. Um, it may be that the conversation just ends and that's also fine, but it, it's often that like I come back from that state with like a, oh, this thing you said before was interesting or like, oh, something like of all the like rather than the conversation then getting messier, mm. it like refines in a way mm. to this like uh, to, to the essential themes or I might be like, here's a radical question and it's like, and so when you sort of say like Jude arrives and it's like the plot thickens, it's kind of, it may be simply that I'm kind of doing that. Now I feel like it doesn't come pre, it's sort of like it needs to be organic. So it's like, you need to be in the environment. You need to actually soak in the environment first before you stop. So you need to be in the, in the sort of mundane level. Like you've got to start at the surface level of just being like, cool, we chat, we talk about like you've, you're essentially absorbing in all the information from the environment and then stopping yeah. and then sort of, surrendering your agenda surrendering your ideas um yeah letting go of everything and seeing what emerges mm. and that's where sort of a question like this question you've just posed what are the soft skills like fucking great question now so like where did that come from it's like in a way perhaps it was from the stillness or you were we'd paused the recording and you were laying on this couch mm. i feel like that's what we need more of if we want to find greater depth um this idea that yeah yeah that's I mean, it's I feel like there's a a vulnerability in in that and it's not and maybe that's why it's not in all conversations of like just being willing to stop talking and pause and slow down and like let go completely and know that yeah like maybe the conversation will end or maybe you'll end in something deeper it also reminds me a little bit of the in um, a therapeutic set session of like listening for the things that are being said that are clues to the, and something deeper, mm. and that's yeah that edge of awareness, and mm. that is something that you can be pre present to and listen out for. Um, and I think that something that you're also alluding to, which is maybe slightly different, is rather than trying to capture a moment in the conversation that feels like it would take us deeper is the pause and letting from that silence and stillness and the letting go of any agenda to let something come through which could be as profound or if not more profound and then i feel like sometimes impulses arise spontaneously without stopping to pause and in those cases it's about the courage of just acting on them mm -hmm. Yeah, and and these I actually I, and these two things often come together. So it's mm -hmm. often like I'll pause, return to a conversation, going, oh, there's nothing, like nothing's come through, 
And then a few minutes later, I'm moved by this impulse for something. Mm. And there is a bit of like, would that impulse have come through if I hadn't paused to listen, even mm. though it seems like it's spe- it seems spontaneous, it seems unrelated because it's kind of like, come, like, so yes, 100% mm. yes. I wonder how much those two things are related. Because mm. yeah. a pause as well as an opportunity to drop in with ourselves and tune in a little bit deeper, right? It's not just pause and then nothing it's a pause to i don't know bring our energy back to ourselves a little bit and take a deep breath and all those things can create space for those intuitions Need a voice over here. At that moment, we all paused <laughs> and listened. <laughs> um, I don't feel like I have anything to add, and I'm cool. yeah, I feel very satiated with the conversation. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, maybe yeah. that pause is the close. Mm-hmm. Um, given that this has been a beautiful experience of just receiving your invitation into this conversation um, and this sort of space of attentive listening i feel like there's maybe a sharing this is something in the back of my mind it's like maybe this so i feel like maybe sharing and then we close cool um and it's just a theme that feels alive for me um at the moment and that has felt alive for me in me for kind of the last year um might not make any sense but i'm just gonna try this uh so it's yeah sort of my own writing in a sense it's kind of like a poem but it's a bit different in that it's sort of more i think like inspired by a zen proverb like element Mm -hmm. uh so it's this conversation of a master to a pupil and and i sort of when i think of this sort of little interaction i think of a specific place on the land which is this lake small lake beside a forest which has an island on it and this kind of japanese almost like tea ceremony like pagoda on that island um and yeah and it was a space that i kind of walked around in circles a lot as i was thinking and so to me this conversation happens in that setting between a master and a pupil kind of on the bank of that lake and it's this, yeah, this question from the pupil and this idea that this pupil and 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 like mentor or master have have been journeying a long time already, and then eventually, so speaking from the pupil, eventually I asked the question that had been that had been waiting at the at the heart of me all this time. Mm. I asked my master master are we alone he looked at me with the greatest kindness and compassion and said yes i was silent for a long time feeling that Master, I clarified, in that aloneness, are we together? 
he smiled his radiant smile and said yes yes 